Hey, Slay Nation. We're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I have another full studio. Chauncey and Gracie are joining me today. Chauncey, Gracie, say hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so and I, excited. I mean, yeah, freaking Chauncey, in, do do your regular intro over here okay. with our guests. <laughs> okay, so Gracie, I have followed you forever today since I was like, I think in grad school, which is like a thousand years ago. I'm not going to age myself, <laughs> but you, have you look amazing, fantastic. <laughs> actress, producer, writer, and if you're an OG blogger like myself amazing blogger back in the day and still is can you please introduce yourself Gracie because I already introduced you anyway (laughs) (laughs) well hi I'm uh, Gracie Mercedes and yeah I do a lot of things (laughs) I do a lot of things in the creative space and I've had so many jobs in in different spaces Um, but right now I'm mainly an actress writer and sometimes like producer director see look at you all the things it's still in the creative space. It's still in the creative space. Now, I wanted to talk to you. Well, actually, the story of how we actually met you was through CultureCon. We met so many people at CultureCon, oh, but we only brought in a few people to talk on the podcast. And you're one of them because, we, like Chauncey said, we've both been following you for like forever and a day. And, and so- I stalked you. I stalked you. I saw you and I was like, oh, my God, that's her. I. <laughs> And I've told my friends who went to grad school with me that I got to meet you. They're like, shut the fuck up. You did. I was like, yes. Yes. She's a real person. She's super dope in real life. So thank you. That's so weird. I know it's so weird, right? It's weird. It's weird to feel like a fangirl. People know me. Know. Yeah, it's weird that people even know who I am. It's like crazy, but you I love it. Thank you. You are that person. Please remember that. So yes. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. I Aww. wanted to talk cry. today about like... We both, I mean, so she slays got started with just like a small blog and then like you were blogging way back when too. And then it's kind of like morphed into a lot of different opportunities. And I really wanted to put this together in an overarching, you know, experience of how it's not one direction to go when it comes to the creative industry. Um, I wish it was that simple, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. So tell Um, us about your blog and like how you got started and stuff. Yeah, well, it was way back in the day, like before Instagram, if you can believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had an actual blog and how that happened was, how did it happen? So I I moved to Los Angeles from New York City um, to pursue acting and and writing. At the time it was just acting, but... um, And also I was kind of dabbling in TV hosting because I went to school for broadcast journalism, thought I wanted to be a reporter, worked in entertainment for a little bit, entertainment news at MTV and then production at MTV. And then I moved here. And so when I got here, I was already like damn near 30, had waited tables since high school. And I was like, I cannot wait tables anymore. What can I do instead? And so I started trying to find like little like part-time jobs. And one of them at the time was styling because a friend of mine, he had been the creative director for American Eagle, American Eagle and Aerie. This is like way back, <sighs> way, way back, back. 2000. Yeah, I don't know, seven, maybe like when is there American Eagle? Year? Yeah. When American Just Eagle around and that Aerie they, the like early. Huge. Yes. Yeah. When they 2000s. Were, they were like, yeah. The Y2K. Huge. All that <laughs> shit. <laughs> and they would do like these amazing campaigns and they were always, you know, American Eagles. So they were always being in the United States and they were like, I got to go to 
Hawaii with them. We shot on a glacier. Actually, the glacier was in Canada, so that was not the United States. <laughs> and we got to go to like Miami, all these wonderful places. And at first I was like a stylist assistant. And then eventually they made me the stylist for Aerie. So I would be like Ooh. the head stylist. Yeah, for all the Aerie campaigns. Um, Elsa Hope, I can't say her last name, right? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But she was like one of our big models back then before she was like a huge supermodel. Um, so that's how way back I'm going. Anyway, I started styling through that. And then um, that was only like four times a year, right? These campaign shoots. So then I had all this time in between. So I started like remaking people's closets and, and taking people shopping and just became this full on like stylist while I was in acting classes and auditioning for commercials. Um, in that time, I had gotten a hosting agent to try to be on camera for hosting who told me that I needed an expertise because in at that time, the trend in hosting was like, you had to be like a specialist at something. And so I was like, well, I'm a stylist and I know fashion and beauty. And he's like, great, let's, let's call you a fashion expert. <laughs> let's like, roll with that. Let's do it. Let's do like, it. I'm already here. <laughs> like, great. I'm a fashion expert. And so I made a website that um, was very fashion centric. That was like my website, just gracemercedes.com. And I had discovered because I'm addicted at that time by Jerry and um, Jerry's like so old school blogger, right? We all love her. And, and so I wanted my website to be kind of like that because if I'm being honest, honest. (laughs) the few people back then who were doing like outfits of the day and like taking photos of themselves, like I did not comprehend this. I was like, this seems so narcissistic to me. Yes. What are people doing? Yes. Why are we taking photos of ourselves? Every like, day. How do you have any clothes? I have not even, you know, I wear the same shit every day probably. Okay, yeah. on a good day, on a good week. <laughs> it was crazy. So I was just like, wow, that's insane. But I had a friend who was doing it. And, and so I was like, well, let me try it, I guess. And then I started doing OOTDs outfits of the day and noticed that those were doing better than my like fashion roundup posts. Um, and then, and then how did it go? I, I remember my first like job was that I got approached by Target to do something. Mm-hmm. They wanted to hire me as like a blogger. It was me and Rumi Neely actually, which wow. she was a huge blogger yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I was like shocked that I was even asked to do it with her. And it was the two of us. And it was this like target campaign. This is back in like, I want to say 2012, maybe 2011 even. Um, And then from there, I started getting like a ton of collaborations. Um, Instagram was a thing, became a thing. Uh, So I became like a full on blogger for about eight years. Five of those years, I did very well. Like knock on wood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I was able to buy a house with my ex-husband and like I did really well for myself um but there was a point where I was like I'm shooting and posting every day I'm traveling which is fantastic but I'm never in town for auditions my commercial agent was like what are you doing picture <laughs> uh, <laughs> priorities yeah, <laughs> and I was like but I'm making so much money but at the but I was like but I did not come to Los Angeles to be a blogger. So I had to, you know, have like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, what are you doing? Um, And so as, as it is, because I'm kind of an all or nothing person, instead of like easing easing my way out, I kind of- You're speaking to my heart right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like most people would have like, 
kind of like ease their way out of blogging no while, while waiting for the acting and writing to take off I was like I'm not a blogger anymore <laughs> I quit I'm free I know, I know how this goes I know how this goes the shackles are off I'm singing Mary I'm Mary free. I'm my best life <laughs> yeah I love so that it was like it was like 2018 where I started like doing that and like I had a I was with um Oh my god, what are their names? I can't even remember their names. That's Digital Brand Architects, DBA. <laughs> I was with DBA at the time. It was like a huge, you know, blogger agency. Yeah. And um, you know, I had a nice conversation with them. And, you know, they were like, okay, we understand. You know, they were very nice and supportive. Um, so I did not renew my contract with them. And then um and then I kind of slowly stopped blogging in a sense. You know, I would take collaborations here and there with brands I really loved um if they approached me but I was no longer like actively working to get work as far as mm-hmm. influencing or being a blogger um I was also kind of uh, really committing to writing and reading a bunch of books on writing because I wanted to write my first uh pilot and I was also like in an acting class in 2019 I took a, a year-long like part-time um drama school uh course that like every weekend I was in class for like eight hours. Um, so I was just like really kind of immersed myself into acting and writing and it all paid off pretty quickly. Yes, like, <laughs> it like did. It was, it was like, well, it was weird. It's like, I always say I probably started acting uh, 15 years ago now, which is a long time, but it wasn't until five years ago when, so like 10 years later, that thing started to kind of hit and and really for me, I think it happened because though I was pursuing and I put air quotes over pursuing this dream for 10 years, I think I was really like figuring things out for 10 years. And then I made the decision of like, I love entertainment and I'm going to work in this business in one way, shape or form, whether it's as an actor, writer, director, producer for the rest of my life. And there's no quitting and there's no plan B and there's no side hustle I need to just commit to this. And once I made that decision, then things started happening. Um, yeah. I love I feel it. Like I just I rambled it. on for so long. No, we want you to ramble on. Okay. Like, this is amazing. Like, it's just so dope to see you. Like, I, like I said, I grew up with you, like, watching you and everything. Even though, like, I think we're on the same age, but I grew up watching your stuff. So, like, to see, like, full circle, like, you're doing your thing, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I went from like how it kind of happened was then. Yeah, 2018, I started writing. 2019, um, the that pilot I wrote got me uh, my first writing job, which was a staff writer on this NBC show called Perfect Harmony, mm-hmm. um, which was so fun. I did that for, uh, we worked for about eight months on that show. Um, unfortunately, it got canceled, but it was a really, really fun show to work on where I learned not only a lot about writing, but I actually learned a lot about acting because we had like Anna Camp and Bradley Whitford and so many Will Greenberg and just so many funny, funny, talented actors on that show that I got to see work like almost every day. And that was really, really cool. And then that ended in November of 2019. Um, in December of 2019, I got um, signed with CAA and, and I found my manager at Three Arts, which are two huge agencies and, and two places I only dreamed of being in the 10 years I was pursuing acting and so for that to happen was like incredible so in the beginning of 2020 I was like here we go my dreams are happening let's oh, go geez. and then 
And then we all had to have the same problem around March. We all saw the same <laughs> person. And then the world stopped. And yeah. then the world stopped. So yeah, January 2020 was my first real pilot season. Um, I remember wow. being so excited to meet all these casting directors I never got to meet before. I think it was like my third audition. I got like a director and producer session. I was like, here we go. It's all about to happen. And then March 2020 happened. We all know what happened then. And everything just shut down. Everything just shut down. But I will say, I had started making um, content with my one of my best friends, Matthew Law, who's a super talented multi-hyphenate in 2019. And so once the pandemic happened and we were like in deep, deep lockdown, him and I started making stuff whether it was just the two of us like literally the first thing we made was in march of 2020 that we shot our ourselves from my like i shot myself at my house he shot himself at his house we never met and then he we he took all the footage and edited together this like short film that ended up getting like on abc news and getting all this attention and then after that once like covid started to settle in the sense that you know that that time period where if you were going to meet your friends, everyone would just like test and you would meet each other yes. for like a couple hours. And that was like a huge deal. So we started making movies with like five people. Like we would like all test and we would make these like short films. We made like, made like two or three short films in that time. Um, and then, and then auditions started to happen slowly. The self tape process started to, to bubble. And it, in 2021 I think that was kind of like the new normal we were all just auditioning from home and yeah and, and uh I was honestly getting frustrated because I never really liked self-taping but now I do um <laughs> and I was just like god I'm never gonna book anything and I'll never forget I keep I keep track of all my auditions like a real nerd because I like to keep <laughs> track of like what casting directors I've seen and stuff and it was 2021 and it was audition number 19 where I was like what's happening like I'm not I'm not booking I'm not getting callbacks and I talked to a friend of mine and she was like 19 auditions not that many auditions first of all and second of all like it's gonna happen don't worry about it and then my 20th audition that year was Grand Crew yes Um, and then I yeah and then I booked Grand Crew and then you know that was amazing and then I got to do that for two years it's a huge show. It was an amazing show. I used to watch it. You had Nicole Breyer. It was just a dope show. And the people who look like us on TV, on NBC, yeah. was nice. It was something new and fresh. So yeah. thank you for being a part of that. Oh, I was, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Like, honestly, like, it was just cool to see people who look like me on screen, on NBC, a whole yeah. cast. And it was just, like, mm-hmm. authentic lives of people, and like, being people with themselves. So it was good. Yeah, I mean, we were totally bummed that it got canceled, but, you know, we're so happy that we even got to do it for two seasons because it's so hard to make a TV show these days and to get one made, I should say. And it's so hard to get more than one season. So um, we were fortunate enough to that. But to go back to the blogging connection of all this. Come on through. Come on through. (laughs) There was definitely a point. Actually, I clearly remember it because, again, it was COVID. It was December, 2020. So it was still like pretty deep in the COVID. And I always go home to New York for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My family lives, my family lives upstate New York. My parents have a house with like a, like an apartment basement, like a furnished apartment. Yeah. I mean, a furnished basement. And so it was that time when, when you traveled, you had to quarantine for 10 days or, you know, a week or whatever before you can like enter society. And so I went home to my family's house 
I was quarantined in the basement for a week and <laughs> it was kind of amazing because like my mom would like drop off food outside the door and knock at the door. <laughs> it was a wild time people it was a wild time they had like a huge yard so I would just go outside and take walks it was great I was like this is amazing I wish every Christmas was like this and then like- <laughs> for a little bit before you go before you go into inter-family drama you get a break to yourself <laughs> yeah of the it's, chaos like, it's like a buffer it's a buffer yes. time yeah, for the chaos got, of family. Yes. It was amazing. I had a week to myself and then I got tested. I was fine. And then I entered into the house um, so, and saw my family for Christmas. But I tell this story because in that week, I had decided, I was like, okay, I did this writing job. I now have this representation. The world will come back to normal at some point. Like I need to solidify like this transition from blogger to actress and writer and I took that week to archive over 4,000 photos on my Instagram page that I had accumulated over the 10 years or so that I was a blogger because I no longer wanted my Instagram page to be like a blogger page I wanted it to be about me and what I do and the creative things I do and so yeah so I archived like 4,000 photos all week um and then I also at that point you know I was following a lot of bloggers um I unfollowed any blogger that wasn't like actually a friend in real life or wasn't someone that really uh, I enjoy following and I started following a bunch of female and women of color directors and producers and writers um and actresses that I admire and whose work I, I I admire And there was just like a shift. There was like a shift in like having a feed now that was like inspiring me to do what I do instead of a feed that was like a bunch of girls posing in their (laughs) outfits or, you know, showing beauty tutorial, which is nothing wrong with any of that. But like, I just need a whole feed. That wasn't, that didn't fit anymore. You're you're a relaunch of yourself. Yeah. That's all it was. Like a new, a new, a new, a new season, a new era, they call it, what the kids call it, a new era. Yeah. And the cool thing about that was like, this was before Grand Crew and so many of those women you know, followed me back. And it became like this really cool dialogue of like, uh, being able to interact with uh, people I admire and like them seeing my short films and them seeing things that I was up to. And I don't know, just putting myself out there and letting people know, like, this is what I do so that people can then consider you for things that they they might be working on as well. Yeah, no, that's like super important. I mean, I, you and I have very similar stories Uh, Not so much into the fashion area of things. Um, I think we just launched the lifestyle like for So She Slays, like Chauncey and I just went about it that way. But I mean, I Mm -hmm. did the same thing as far as, you know, I thought I was going to be, you know, a reporter and then I did entertainment for a hot second. I was like, this is not what's up. Like, I did not. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I'm on the wrong side of this, y'all. Like, I want to be on the other side. I want to talk about my projects. I don't want to just like ask the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then I was in San Francisco at the time, working in production, behind the camera, all that kind of stuff and doing classes much like yourself and then moved to LA and you know I've only been here for like two years although I will say that it's only been two years (laughs) it's only been two years and I'm I will say that it's a whirlwind uprooting your life is a whirlwind and there is just like especially uprooting it like right after a pandemic I swear nobody knows what the heck they're doing everybody's like I'm just here (laughs) 
I'm just here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's like, we still have, so she slays. And then we have like our marketing agency, which does great stuff, but I understand your decision that you had to make where you're just like, okay, I have to focus on this. Like I have to let this other stuff go. And I think, did your blog and any of that, like provide you these opportunities or was it when you just decided to make the decision and go at like in a different direction, full force. That mm-hmm. opportunity no, yeah. It's all connected. Right. So if it wasn't for the blog, then I wouldn't have had the privilege of being able to, to eventually quit it. Cause I was able to save up money and I was able to not have to wait tables or do, I think a lot of people end up, someone just said this to me. I can't remember who, <laughs> but someone recently was like, I think if you're an actor in Los Angeles, um, you will make it if you don't give up. I yes. think what happens is so many people give up because it's really hard. And it's really so hard to make a living hard. as an actor. And like people do not realize how hard it is to make a living as an actor. I think it's coming to light right now with the strike where the, the number one point people are hearing is that it takes $26,000 a year to qualify for health insurance. Health insurance Wild to me. SAC. Wild and to most, me. And over 80% of the members do not qualify. So that's saying over 80% of the members of SAG do not make $26,000 a year acting. So the statistics are crazy. Chauncey's face right now is hilarious. (laughs) So I'm not not in the- It is so like this like intense. (laughs) So I'm not in the, I'm not actress. I'm not a producer. I'm not in the business. I work in like learning development. I'm the corporate nerdy people that you meet. But so when I hear these like numbers, I'm like, what the f you guys can't get insurance like you're not able to make twenty six thousand. that is bullshit to me and the idea that <laughs> i mean <is> really, same. <laughs> like i literally have researched the crap out of this because heather tells me these things and i get to interview amazing people like yourself and i'm just like always like what the flying hell is going on like and it's crazy well, yeah it's why we're all insane and have to actually <laughs> love love this because like why else would you do this if you don't love it like you can be famous a million other ways that's a lot easier than being yes so only like fans. Only fans for our feet. <laughs> I'm about that every day when the Reality rent is due. Shows, whatever you when, want. Look, when the rent is due, I was like, only fans should really come through for the one time. But it's crazy. Yeah, right. But I don't, I don't think it's insane what you guys do. I think it's such a blessing and a passion that you guys can do. I get to watch it and get to like experience yeah. how great it is. But this whole strike thing, like, I'm about to pick it at this point because I want my <laughs> shows back on. Okay, I got Abbott Elementary next week. I'm trying to get my shows back on. Please get this out is, there. Okay, um, I will. Let, let them know. Let them know. But yeah, <laughs> so I think it like. So I think, yeah, it definitely, um, it, it gave me the opportunity to pursue acting and like the money to pay for acting classes and the money to like not have to wait. To, oh, my point was that a lot of times I think people quit because it's so hard to make money and, and, and to make a living off of acting that they end up having to do jobs they don't enjoy, you know, and, and because maybe it's not waiting tables, maybe it's just any side hustle that they hate. And at a certain point, they don't want to do that anymore, right? They don't want to have to have this side job, so they find something else. Um, so I was very happy and fortunate that I had blogging to be my side job. I also had some hosting gigs. I like, I did a, a like a six month thing on Access Hollywood and Access Hollywood Live, where you know all those shows now have like those shopping segments. Mm-hmm. So I was like the host for that, and it's funny because that job made me realize how much I hate hosting uh, you know, they were all lovely when I worked with but but, but it's like, just not something that you're passionate not, about it wasn't it, for you. it wasn't it. it didn't hit I'm like I don't want to talk about 
these products and I don't want to try to sell you anything. And even if I had the job of like, you know, Kit Hoover, I'm like, I also don't want to talk about celebrities lives all day long. So I was just like, I was like, I don't want to be a host. So, you know, I think trial and error, you try things, you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Sometimes things work for a small amount of time and then they don't. Um, But I think I'm at a good place or I've landed at a place where I, I feel very like, confident in my decision um right now is a very hard time because i am in the wga and then sag so i'm a double striker right now and i've been on strike since may 1st because of the wga and um and then you know more recently because of sag and so it's really hard to not be able to you know audition or take shows out to try to sell them or do anything that has to do with writing or acting um so it's a challenging time uh, but you know we'll get through it no yeah, it'll all work out I hope so I have to start picketing a few of my friends will join you guys we have no actor affiliation no writers but we want our tv you're shows like back. I just want my shows back I just want my fucking shows back that's all I want oh, yeah I, I had a interview with someone about this and they asked me like what people who are not in unions or yeah what can we do business could do and that is something you could do you can like bring water to picketers you can bring okay. food to picketers you can just pick it like you, anyone can pick it anyone can go and pick oh. it and show their solidarity um because the people you know the right the writer's guild is very small and mm-hmm. and and we've been picketing since may so people are tired they're out there every day in this um, heat. or or every week you know yeah they've 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 shortened the length of time that we should be out there because of the heat so it used to be like nine to two and now it's like nine or nine to four and now it's just nine to two nine to 12 um but but yeah you can go out there you can bring get some friends and go out there um the more the merrier the more we can uh you know show these mfers that we mean business the better but i think someone mentioned that they're like what can we do and i was like yeah tell me you want your show back tell me you want people to get back to work so that you can have new episodes of the television you love that's all we want the simple people myself we just want our shows back we want to watch, we want to watch the movie premieres what we're there for the fashion for the red carpets like we just want the fun stuff back because we work in these corporate jobs and they drain us every day so what's to look forward to so. and it sucks for the actors that are you know the actors and writers who who have stuff that's coming out now yeah, you can't they do can't anything. promote i'm like nothing so heartbreaking as somebody who puts so much effort like into not be able to do it oh that is so it's frustrating. Sad. <laughs> it's sad. Like, yeah. I just saw the September issues of like different magazines. Like this, well, it doesn't matter. They can't promote their movie. Like they can't promote anything. And I'm just like, it's sad. Cause like, there's so many things I'm so excited about for the rest of the year. And I can't even watch it. And this is a selfish side of me, but like, we got to help you guys out because this is wild to me as a person who's not mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry. And so many things are being pushed back. And mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that Zendaya. Um, Challengers. Don't That's get me started on that. Next don't, year now. don't get me started on that. She's on she's on the L cover of September talking about it. And I'm like this. I was there for the fashion. Okay. I'm there for the looks. I love yeah. days. I was like waiting for it, but I was like, we have to wait till like April, I think. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. trash. Yeah, it's supposed to come out next month. And I was yes, I, you know I already had my tickets pre-booked. I was ready to go watch it. I needed some drama in my life. And I was like, yeah. yes. But no, like it's crazy. But yeah, just we need to like support you guys because 26,000 a year is just ridiculous to me. Well, and the fact that it's for health insurance, not let alone like what you're getting paid, which and I need health insurance. All the actors well, I mean, every day. I'm I'm, yeah. so clumsy. I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's like what you're getting paid too. You're not you're not getting paid. 
anything like at all so no and people think like actors make so much money and like and but what i don't think what people i don't i don't think people take into account how little we work like i was mm-hmm. on a network nbc like i was a series regular on a tv show for two seasons but one we got 10 episodes so we only worked three months out of the year um so that's nine months that you <laughs> that we're not working um if you're lucky you get other side hustles but you're mm-hmm. also not allowed to audition for a lot of things because you're a series regular um so there's also that um and then you know things get canceled so it's like I haven't worked since November it's mm-hmm. almost been a year since I you know it's like so that money you make yes it's a lot of money that you make in a short amount of time but that money has to stretch a year maybe two years maybe five like sometimes people don't yes. work for five mm-hmm. years like, well, and then you you wonder why like you have to be multi-hyphenated i mean you you're mm-hmm. you can't just put all your eggs into the one thing because it just does not work that way you will live on the streets absolutely mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> screw no, going to true. acting classes going to casting workshops going anywhere auditions whatnot like you're not going to be able to do it um so that's mm-hmm. why it's like i've always just been that type of person where i'm like even in my acting classes and and sometimes I go in and, and help sub for younger incoming people. And I'm just like, look, have, find something else that you really, really like to, or, you know, get a part-time job, do whatever you need to do to keep a roof over your head and food in your stomach. And then, mm-hmm. and, and pursue this at the same time. Like you can keep doing yeah. this, but you got to get your survival in check. Yeah. And you have to be humble and you have to say yes to like, everything yeah <laughs> and so, I mean there's no divas but it's like you can't be a diva like I like right now under SAG the the commercial contract is a different contract so that's the only work actors can do right now are, are like commercials and so I'm like back out auditioning for commercials and I'm just like oh Whew, not back really in the day excited, excited <laughs> about being back here but it's like listen it's work and I'm gonna go out for it and I'm gonna do it and um and I think a lot of people go through that cycle of like being on a show and then being off the show and then being doing commercials again and then being back on the show and then getting off that show and then being doing commercials again. And it's just this like vicious cycle until, you know, it, and honestly, I wouldn't even call it a vicious cycle because it's like if you're fortunate if you're even even able to work. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's the cycle of an actor. I just think like more people need to be aware of that, that more people need to be aware that like just because someone has some success doesn't mean they're like one rich or two going to work all the time or three Mm -hmm. not going to still have to have a side job and also like it I feel like it lowers expectations of of people who want to be actors like because I think so many people think like it's easy I'm gonna get famous and like 10 minutes you're gonna be be rich and famous and I've heard so many people be like yeah I'm gonna you know I'm gonna gonna, like give it like a few a couple years and see what happens like (laughs) couple years no no it's, you can't even do that for a regular job okay right. <laughs> you really can't you can't exactly. do it for a regular like, job you really can't how long does it take to become a doctor like you I mean it's like it, it takes like 10 years <laughs> yes like, like you can't do least. that shit in like regular fucking two years okay great good for you you know and i'm just like uh you should probably find another you, you might want to rethink <laughs> you might want to rethink your life choices here for a minute uh, I, I mean, mean it is anywhere true. with that but that is true. And it's like, you know, what I will say is much like yourself, Gracie, is like like my management and all in agents, like at least they're able to kind of 
put me out to commercials, you know, do the hosting stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. leverage the fact that, you know, uh, so she slays is a lifestyle type of platform, so on and so forth. And that has helped some for sure. And, you know, I, it has done wonders for me and just getting to know people like yourself who are like, Hey, same boat. You're Mm -hmm. not by yourself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Either other just talented individuals. And like, you know, I talked to Chauncey about this all the time. And I was like, look, this industry is like the people who have been around for so long have put in the time, effort, energy, the blood, sweat, tears, all of that. I'm like, those are the people that I love because those Mm -hmm. are the people who understand the amount of work that literally goes into creating these things. Um, Mm -hmm. And those are the people that I get inspired by. Those are the people that like I refer to when I'm just like, God, do I really want to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have those moments. It's not butterflies and rainbows all the time. (laughs) No, it's still a job. Like I think people forget that it's like, it's still a job and it can be really challenging. Yeah, it can be really challenging and hard. Yes, it's a fun job. I got to go to work every day and like, laugh with Nicole Byer like it was fucking amazing like I'm not gonna say it wasn't but it's still a job it's still like getting up at five in the morning and working 12 hour days and like getting you know going through like the changes of scripts and and getting you know direction and 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 having people poking at you all day long like there's there's parts of it that you're like oh yeah this is a job but it's a job that I love it's a job that I think we're all we all feel very fortunate to be able to do it's a very fun job but um it's also a job, like we keep saying that, like, you only get to do so much. So you need mm-hmm. to have these other things. And because very few people just get to pick and choose, you know, very few people get to that level of offer only, like, it, it's just, it, it's a hustle and a grind and something that you have to really like put your all into and be willing to do other things. Like, you know, like even Nicole Byer, she like, she does hosting, she does comedy, she does stand up, she goes on tour, she's traveling on tour right now like she does like eight million jobs she has fifteen thousand podcasts work she does that's she's, she's working she's putting in work <laughs> okay she's outside she's outside you know i mean she works and like carl on our show he's like on that path now too he's done, doing like a million shows at night comedy shows and stuff so it's like it is a hustle and a grind and you have to like kind of keep at it and love it to keep at it um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. You're so inspiring. I'm sorry. I'm just like having like a fangirl moment over here. So oh, just, thank seriously, you. Seriously, but like you're killing it. But like I like I said, we I will tell my friends, we'll take ourselves to LA to pick it. And the hell <laughs> I mean, we have you to can do. pick it in the bay. Or we New got York. SAG, SAG chapters all over. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this heat got calmed down first. My hair can't sweat out. So we have to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be there. If there's like, if you can tell us like, what else can we do besides pick? We can donate. Can we do something else? Write letters. Like, yeah. what else can we do to support? There's a lot of um, great foundations. I think one that just got a lot of press because a bunch of celebrities um, donated mm-hmm. a bunch of money to it is the SAG After Foundation that okay. gives money um, to people. Like, if you apply. If you're in need of money, they will grant you some money. There's the motion picture television fund also does that. There's the entertainment fund that does that. Um, and that entertainment fund and motion picture, I think, are for WGA and AFTRA. WGA has their own foundation. So, yeah, if you have extra money in your pocket, um, any bit helps or counts, like you can always donate so that people in need right now can, can get these grants and, and um, you know, feed their kids, yeah. pay their rent, mm-hmm. pay their mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good to know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Where can people find you? Follow you? All the things? Um, I'm on Instagram still. (laughs) (laughs) As Um, we all are. We're all there. At Crazy Mercedes, G-R-A-S-I-E-M-E-R-C-D-E-S. I'm technically on threads and uh what we formerly know as twitter twitter which is now whatever it is i'm technically on threads and twitter (laughs) or i'm technically on those two things but i don't really i I rarely posted them really you can find me on instagram i love that amazing thank you so much for joining us and for you know having some great inspirational conversations and uh you know here's to hoping these strikes end soon cross your fingers Oh, please. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, Slate Nation. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, we'll catch you later.